0: Hey, how are you? I listened to, uh, I went back and listened to the first few words of every single episode and I say the same shit every time. And so I decided that I was going to say something different. Um, and I haven't, so maybe it will have to be next episode where I actually say something different. So, sorry about that. Um, I guess that's just me being silly. Um, but Hey, how are you? What's, what's going on? Um, what's going on in my life? Well, believe it or not, I'm currently wearing a vegan face mask made out of rolled oats and I don't know, some miscellaneous vegetable oils and nut oils. And every time I inhale, it feels like, um, yeah, I'm having, I'm becoming an oat slowly. Um, And I've had it on for way too long. I think you're only meant to have it on for like 10 minutes or something because apparently, according to the woman who sold it to me, it's exceptionally oily because apparently I have dry skin. So there you go. There's a a nice little fact about me that maybe you already knew. Maybe you can tell from the photos of my face that I have dry skin. But look, I I don't care about my skin, but someone was like, hey, dude, like you should get on top of that. And I was like, fuck you. And you know, when someone makes a comment about your appearance, I guess, um, sometimes even if it's something that you don't really care about, um, you think about it. So I've been thinking about it and I was like, you know what? Fuck this person. I'm going to go and get some something. And so I walked into, do you know Lush? I'm sure you know Lush. Lush is pretty cool. They have, they're all, all their products are vegan and they're not even like exceptionally expensive or anything. So Um, yeah, if you're wondering where all of my money goes and you know, I've been Nagging you all to support me somehow It's all gonna go on cosmetic products because that's all I care about and this podcast means fucking nothing Um, but hey, that's a pretty good segue to talk about my finances. Um (laughs) Oh god, I probably shouldn't have told you that I just bought um something for dry skin, but hey, you know Everyone's got their vices. Um Yeah, so I have uh So as usual, the introduction is not scripted and the, well, you know, the entire show isn't scripted. Um, and this means that I have to spend this time during the introduction trying to figure out what I want to say. I guess I have a brief brainstorm beforehand, but, um, yeah, I I think the way I communicate is kind of by making small jabs at things and then eventually trying to put some kind of linear narrative together and then realizing that it doesn't make sense and kind of forgetting what the original point was. Um, and so I, to be honest, I've kind of forgotten how I started this sentence, but that's okay. I think it had something to do with the way I communicate and something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I have, I guess, three announcements to make, maybe two. Um, the first one, drum roll, oh wait, I don't have anyone to do any music (laughs) stuff. Because um, it's just me, and I, I I'm not very good at. Oh, I'm actually okay at playing the drums, but I don't have a drum kit. Um, yeah, so imagine a drum roll in your head. Uh, announcement one. Um, I have a website, and I don't sound very enthusiastic, but I have a website, and you should go and look at it, and you should go and click some stuff. And I can I can see like some um some I can see how people navigate through the website and like what they click on and shit. And most people just go to the homepage and then get off the website. And there's a photo of my face on the homepage. So you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that people go onto the website, see my face, and they're like, fuck this guy, and so they close it. What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? That's fucked up. That's my face. That's my fucking face. Fuck you. (laughs) Go onto another page. This is a lot of swearing, wow. You know what's funny? I didn't, I kind of forgot that you had to like, You had to have an explicit thing. You had to say that your podcast was explicit if you were swearing. And like, I haven't been swearing much in my podcasts. I think as I'm becoming more comfortable, I'm beginning to swear more and more. Um, like I just swore maybe 15 times in like five seconds, but, um, yeah, I, I, I swore once in the last episode, I think, and I didn't put, I didn't put an explicit thing. So to all of the mothers and, fathers and families out there who are listening with young children. I'm so sorry, but Hey, you know what? There are no fucking young children listening because no one fucking listens. No, no. Um, no, they do listen, but Hey, you know what? You know what I did last time? That was really effective. I was like, ah, I'm going to make sure that people message me. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to pick up your phone right now, right now. Yeah. Right now, or whatever, on whatever, however, you're listening to this. I know it's got to be through some fucking technological device, laptop, phone, whatever. And you're going to go on Instagram and you're going to type in Alex listens and you're going to send me a message. And the message is going to say, Hello nine. Okay. Hello nine fruit. Hello nine fruit. One word. Hello nine fruit. No, no, you know what? Fruit nine. Send, send me that fruit nine. Oh, actually, and you have to send me more because last time people just sent, I told everyone to say hi six and people just sent hi six. That wasn't the point. The point was that we were supposed to engage with each other. So I just got all of these messages from people I didn't know saying hi six. And then I was like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? So I sent back like, I I started asking them questions, but that's not what it's about. You're supposed to be, it's supposed to be, you know, like a conversation, you and me, not just you saying hi six and expecting me to carry. What the hell? That's not fair. So now you're going to say fruit nine and you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me something, whether it's about yourself or whether it's about what you like about the the podcast or whether it's about something that you want me to stop doing or whatever. I don't care. You have free reign. You have absolute free reign rain over what it is that you say after you send me a message saying fruit nine. So Instagram Alex listens or uh, email Alex listens at gmail.com. Please, please, please. I'll be waiting. I'll actually be waiting. As soon as I post this, I'll just be waiting by my phone, waiting for fruit nine and some interesting comments. So you better fucking do it. Um, but yeah, I guess what I was going to say was that, um, I have a website, right? And you need to go on it and it's alex.co www.alex.co and do whatever you like. You can click on anything. I don't care, but don't upset me and don't just go on the homepage and see my face and then realize that, you know, you've had enough because what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to sleep at night? I mean, why do you think I wear this? Why do you think I'm wearing this silly face mask thing? Because I got dry skin, and people and people are going on my website and being like, "Hey, man, you got dry skin. I want to get the fuck away from this flaky dude." Um, no, actually, really, I I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, okay, so that's announcement one done. What's announcement two? Announcement two is that um, I need your support, um, and I really, I really don't want to do this, and I really don't like having to do this. But um, yeah, the podcast, the podcast is my most is the most meaningful thing for me at the moment in my life. Um, and it, it consumes a lot of my emotional energy and a lot of my time, um, and a lot of my thoughts and that's okay. And I I want all of those things to happen. Um, I, I really want them to, because this has allowed me to have conversations with myself and conversations with others that I haven't been able to have. I haven't been able to have before. Yeah, that's how you say it. Um, and so the, the podcast is going to keep going. Um, but it's, I, I need to live right. I like, I, I need, I need to eat food and I need to drink water and stuff. Um, and it would be, it would be really nice if, if you had, yeah, if, if you wanted to reach out and show some support in some way. Um, so there's a PayPal link on my website. If you go on, alex.co and you click on the, um, contribute tab thing, you'll see like a little PayPal banner and you can, you can throw me like five cents or something. I don't mind anything. Um, or if you scroll down, um, and you want more of an explanation why, cause yeah, w- why I think that, um, you know, I, I had to buy a lot of equipment and stuff and I have to pay for hosting for the website. I have to, um, I, yeah, I bought a microphone, which was really expensive. And this is actually what I'm using right now. Um, because cheap, I was using a pretty sketchy microphone before and it sounded, um, yeah, I had to do a lot of editing to the audio to make it sound reasonable, but hopefully this one isn't going to, um, consume as much time trying to get it to sound nice. Hopefully it sounds nice. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I, I have to. It's been a big financial investment, this podcast and people, some, some people are listening. And if you're listening and you, and you like it, you know, show me some love. Um, and only, only do that. Obviously, if you are financially stable yourself, um, or if you, if you have uh, a few spare dollars to give or something, because, um, yeah, think, think about that. Um, and yeah. So, so you can either support through PayPal or you can support through and PayPal safe and whatever, and all that kind of crap, you know, like I'm not going to steal your information, your card details. And the third, no, the, the other way you can support is through Patreon. And I re- now I sound like Joe Rogan or something. Hey guys and girls, you can support me through Patreon. Um, that's me trying to sound like Joe Rogan. Um, sorry, Joe, if you're listening, my friend, um, Patreon, what is Patreon? Patreon, I guess it kind of sounds like patron, right? And that's because through Patreon, haha, you kind of become a patron. And what's a patron? A patron is someone who supports kind of a creative pursuit or something that needs to be supported. Um, and you can become a patron for the podcast. And there's a little link at the bottom of the contribute page where it says patron or something. Um, and it will take you that link, will take you to the Patreon website. And you can there are a few ways that you can become a patron. You can decide to pledge a certain amount of money every month. Um and that that'd be cool. Or you can if if you want to have a bit more of an engaged relationship with your host, um you can uh decide to contribute a little bit per episode or something. So like for every episode I, I release, you give me one cent. I mean hopefully Hopefully you're going to be a bit more generous than that, but you know, um, yeah, one sense, nice. Um, so yeah. And there's all of this other stuff that kind of the Patreon encourages people who create things to do, like make all of this kind of extra content and stuff and make it exclusive. And I don't know, I'm not really in a position to do that right now because I don't have like the financial backing to kind of dedicate enough time to the podcast to kind of make exclusive content, but like, I don't know, even saying these words, I, I, I sound like I've sold out. Um, but yeah, I I hope you understand. I hope you understand that this is just me trying to pursue something that is very meaningful for me and also seems to be quite meaningful from the responses that I've got from quite a few people seems to be quite meaningful for, for, um, for others. So if it is meaningful, um, take a minute and reflect on whether you have the capacity to, to help me out. So thanks for listening to all that crap. I, I, I'm sorry for having to ramble on about it. I really am. I don't, I don't want to talk about that again, but, um, and I had a third announcement. See, this is the shortcoming. This is one of the pitfalls of not kind of, uh, having a, having a scripted thing. Cause you have to kind of, I should probably just write dot points or something. Oh, I remembered. Um, the third thing is that I am going to make a kind of mailing list of sorts. Um, and what does that mean, Alex? I fucking hate mailing lists. Well, you know what? I hate them too. I fucking hate them so much. I keep getting emails from ASOS and Qantas and, and like all of these businesses and shit that I don't fucking care about. I don't even know how they got my email address. I've never bought anything off ASOS. Leave me alone. And I keep clicking unsubscribe and they keep sending me emails. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Um... But you know what's different? My mailing list isn't going to be fucking bullshit spam getting you to buy shit clothes. So if you wear stuff from ASOS, that that's okay. Um, uh, uh, um yeah, the mailing list, what's it going to be about how what's it going to be? So I'm hoping to kind of after every episode send you a bunch of thoughts and um a you know, kind of brainstorming for the podcast, some, some extra show notes and stuff, some useful links, uh, a bit more background about the people I'm interviewing, um, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, please, please get in contact. And how do you get on the mailing list? Well, I'll, there's, if you go on the, um, on the podcast link on, so go on alex.co, you have to go on it now, www.alex.co, and then you click on the podcast link and then there'll be a little mailing list button, like subscribe or something that should pop up as you scroll down a little bit. Or there'll be a button on the front page or something. I'll make it really visible, but yeah, give me your email address. And yes. Now, what is this episode all about? Why have you been talking for for like 15 minutes already, man? I haven't even said anything important. I've just been talking about nothing. And and money. Nothing and money. That's the worst combination ever. So, fortunately, this is the end of, of this rant about nothing and money. And I'm going to transition into the actual point of this episode, which is a short story. And so, I'll tell you how and why and where and when I decided to do this episode. So, how and why and where and when. I can't say who because I guess it's me, but I'll answer who, what, when, where, why, whatever. Who, me, how. Um, well, I wrote a short story based on uh, something that happened to me two days ago. And I think it's, yeah, I guess it's up to you to decide how much of the story is truth and how much is fiction. Um, how much is fact and how much is fiction. And who, what, when. When? Uh, I don't really know how to say when. Oh, I guess who. Who inspired me to do a short story? Well, I was at this cafe and there were these two love two lovely men sitting next to me. And why did I say lovely? I say lovely because they were having this really pleasant conversation about the ethics of making a podcast and the ethics of kind of, um, trying to engage your audience and trying to get people to get involved and all of that kind of stuff. And that's exactly what I was thinking about before recording this episode. So I was like, shit, how am I going to talk to the people who listen to the podcast? Anyway, I eventually interrupted their conversation and they were really friendly, despite the fact that I'd interrupted their conversation. I'm just this bearded guy sitting next to them. And we spoke for a while about podcasts and stuff. And they were like, you know what people like? People like stories. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to tell a story. And I like stories. And I've been trying to write a bit more recently. Oh, and there's another side note. If on the alex.co website, I've posted two essays that I wrote for uni. Um, They're pretty cool essays, I think. One is about colonial Algeria. Um, And if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm sure you know that um, I'm half Algerian. My dad is Algerian. He was born just before the independence. Um, And... Algeria was a French colony, and so I wrote this essay about kind of looking at colonial Algeria uh, through the lens of various anthropologists, sociologists, and theorists, Um, and I talk about uh, Michel Foucault, I'm sure a few of you know Foucault, um, and Pierre Bourdieu, Uh, and I talk about, like, um, that's not very interesting, naming people. I, I don't know why I did that. That's probably just The academic world imprinted in my mind telling me that names are important but they're not so what's the actual value behind the essay why should you read it i think you should read the essay because it provides a researched and hopefully well-written insight into how colonizers try to replicate the metropole or i guess the the empire, how they try to recreate the country or city or ideology, um, which is driving them. So in this case, how the French tried to recreate France in Algeria, um, through various mechanisms, through mechanisms of control, of changing ideology, of, um, spreading rumors, of, um, changing the physical structure of, the Algerian environment to make it more accessible and familiar to the French, um, that kind of stuff. And then the second essay is called, can we know anything at all or something like that? Um, and I guess (laughs) the prompts actually a little bit misleading, but essentially that's what the essay is about. Um, uh, like how, and so I, if you look at the list of interviews of people who I've interviewed, you'll see that I interviewed a woman called L.A. Paul. Um, and she's a philosopher And this essay is about her. So I actually wrote this essay about her after, well, yeah, after I interviewed her. And um, why should you read this essay? You should read this essay because it asks a very, very confusing and important question, which is, I'll kind of set it out for you. If if you want to have a kid, let's say, um, and you're thinking about whether or not it's a wise decision to make. You, according to L.A. Paul, and this is the question that I'm essentially interrogating in this, in the essay, you don't, can you know what the experience of being a parent and having a child in your life is like until you've actually, or before you've actually had the experience of being a parent? So there's some kind of epistemic drought, um, epistemic poverty that you're in this kind of knowledge gap that you don't have. You don't have access to being a parent. You can rely on the testimony of others. You can look at your own parents. You can do all of this kind of comparative stuff and evaluate yourself within other people's shoes. But I guess you can't, you can't really know what, oh, well, well, I I guess I, I should make it into a question. Can you really know what something like parenthood is like before you actually feel, you know, the emotional, physical, chemical response to having a child in your life? um, your own child. Um, or, or yeah, for for the purposes, let's say that it's, it's your own child. Um, so yeah, that's a cool essay. You should read it. Um, anyway, stories, that's how I made the link. So these two men told me that it's very important to tell stories. Um, And something eventful happened a few days ago. And so I turned it into a story. And it's been 20 minutes now. What the hell? I should stop talking and I should actually get onto the point of this essay. Which, of this essay, of this episode and tell you a story. So, are you ready? The Scammer. Here I am. All of me. Sitting. Slouching. My back throbs. My neck is arched like one of the support beams of a Roman aqueduct. I realise that I don't know anything about aqueducts. I begin to think about all things watery. Suddenly, I'm struck by a consuming thirst. I draw my attention to my surroundings. I remember where I am. A café. A nice café. I look at the table I'm sitting at. Apparently, I really... Really, like peppermint tea. I've gone through four tall glasses of it. I reflect on how the tea arrived before me. I remember that I ordered them from the balding man who works at the cafe. After ordering the second peppermint tea, I was getting suspicious looks from him. Maybe it's because he's bald. Am I balding? Is hair even real? I begin to sweat. I clench my jaw. I remember what my physio said. Alexander! The pain in your jaw won't be solved by clenching. I then reflect on one of the more intimate experiences of my life, receiving a jaw massage from this physio. A 64 year old woman with neat blonde hair would put her entire right hand into my mouth and knead it violently on the outside with her left. My jaw and my ego are still tender from the encounter. I close my eyes. I decide that hydration is the only way out. I open my eyes. I look down. The table is circular. I suppose one would call it a tea table. How convenient. I notice the brilliant organisation of the teacups on the other side of the table. They are equally placed around its adjacent perimeter. One at 120 degrees. One at 100 degrees. One at 80. And one at 60. Between me and the tea is a shiny laptop. To the right of the laptop is my phone. I look at my phone the way I look at someone who is about to say something. At that moment, the screen lights up. Fuck you, Apple. Stop listening. Stop listening to my thoughts. Hey! Wait! I remember reading a Guardian article about Apple being the only big Silicon Valley snake oil merchant who isn't trying to attack and steal and ravage and and plunder and, and do everything to my personal data. I must direct my attention elsewhere. I look up at the ceiling and notice a small crack in the northwest of the room. I wince. My stomach tightens and a sound comes from my throat as I swallow. The relationship between saliva and my throat is currently one of misery, misfortune, and discomfort. What is wrong with me? I decide to remedy the situation. Ah, oh, that's right. I'd already decided that hydration was the solution. I need to see whether I can afford to hydrate myself. I return my gaze to my phone and push past the screen of notifications. Suddenly I feel relieved. I stare at my home screen. Icons. Icons. Icons everywhere. Fucking icons. I find the app with my bank logo on it. Logo is a nice word. Apparently, logos means something in Greek. Maybe it means word. I forget about the word logos immediately. I tap on the app and I am presented with a charisma extinguishing sight. I don't even have expensive vices. I already said that. I play online chess. I stare at walls for way too long. I wince again. I close my eyes. A loud ding brings me back to the world of vice and phenomena. I look at my phone. Someone has sent you an email regarding your recent post. What? Who is someone? What recent post? I realize that I'm still deeply, deeply and pathologically thirsty. I tap on the notification. Apparently, someone called Lily has contacted me about the ad for a bike that I posted. I instinctively correct my posture. I realise that the chair I'm sitting on is the opposite of ergonomic. It hurts me. My friend Liam told me that ergonomics was a scam. He showed me a New York Times article about it. As I elongate my sorry and sad spine, my back clicks in 500 different places. My neck screams with joy. I nearly scream with joy. I expect a meaningful message from Lily. A confession. A compliment. Something reassuring. I desperately scroll trying to find the text of what Lily has written. I feel my heart thudding heavily. It hurts a bit. I see Lily's message. Still for sale. What? No question mark. Still spelt with only one L? I wince again. But, I remind myself, I need to sell this fucking bike. I reply, hello Lily, hyphen, yes, exclamation mark. The bike is still up for grabs, exclamation mark. Would you like to check it out? Question mark. Best, comma, Alex, full stop. What the fuck is wrong with me? Why don't I reply with poor grammar and no capitals? Ah, that's right. I have to be obsequious and reduce myself to nothing if I want to sell this bike. I send back the reply. I put my phone on the table and shake my head. I am not well. Who replies 15 seconds after they receive a bid on a bike they are trying to sell on Gumtree? I stare at the balding man who is now facing away from me. The light shines off his head the way it does on every bald man's head. It makes his head look like he oils it and polishes it and sands it all at the same time. Another confidence-quashing ding brings me back to life, and without realising, my phone is in my hands and I'm reading again. Willing to buy it. Advert posted, fine with it. Address for collection needed for pickup. PayPal details for payment, email and name only. I stare at my phone screen. My eyes narrow. What on earth? I begin to rationalise. Maybe English isn't their first language. Maybe they aren't very good at online messaging. Maybe they are very, very old. Wait, hang on. Surely you have to be pretty competent to use Gumtree. I wonder whether they're a scammer. They probably are. Who offers to pay you straight away? Who doesn't ask any questions about a bike before buying it? It's a bike. I will provide the address of the house next door. That's what I decide to do. I will also give them my PayPal email address. Who cares if they have my PayPal email address? What are they going to do? Fucking send me money? Good. Buy my bike. I don't want it. My moment of foul confidence passes. I remind myself of the professionalism and formality needed for any transaction to be fruitful in 2019. I type, hey Lily! Great! Full stop. Here are my details. I type in my address. I type in my PayPal email. AlexListens at gmail.com I type in my name. I repeat the question that I asked before. Lily, when would you like to come and pick up the bike? I send the message and I slouch again. I immediately feel uncomfortable with the idea of someone paying for something before they have received it. This has to be a scam. This is definitely a scam. I'm just annoyed that I can't sell my fucking bike. Lily, fuck you. Fuck you if you're a scammer. Don't waste my time. I want to sell my bike. Another ding. Again, without any awareness of my body moving, I'm reading a new reply from Lily. She begins with a lowercase g. Great. I will complete the payment as discussed and email you once it has all been done. I smirk. She is definitely a scammer. I put my phone down and turn my head to the side. I notice that the sun is shining outside. I notice that every single part of my body aches. I haven't moved out of this chair for months. I stand up. My right knee clicks. It felt good. I stretch. The man behind the counter looks at me. The bald man. I smile. He doesn't smile back. I take a moment to consider the question of whether the process of balding is so traumatizing that it prevents people from returning smiles. Hey! I call out. I don't know why I said anything. I don't have anything to say. He looks up, and he has a very pleasant look on his face. I wonder why. I'm suspicious of everything that is happening at this moment. Maybe he's the scammer. He breaks the silence. What's up? He replies in a voice that perfectly matches his entire presence. Ah, I reply, I look at the crack in the northwest of the ceiling again. What's this song called? I'm amazed. I smile after answering the question because I actually do want to know what the song is called. And I'm pleasantly surprised that this is what my brain decided to throw out of my mouth, because I'm glad that it wasn't like the last time it did something like that. The last time I blurted something out to a stranger, I asked someone who was walking past me in the library where a book by Virginia Plath was while I was holding that very book in my hand. They first looked at the book, then they looked at me. They smiled at me. I smiled back. Anyway, The balding perfect matching voice man tells me what song is playing but says it in a way that is perfectly incomprehensible and I hear absolutely nothing of what he says. I smile and I say thanks. I sit back down. Somehow seven minutes have passed since I stood up. How is that even possible? I know that seven minutes have passed because another ding has brought my attention back to my phone and I can see that it has come seven minutes after I sent my email. A seconding prevents me from thinking about time. One is from Lily via Gumtree. One is from someone called Sophie Edwards. I tap on the message from Lily via Gumtree first. Payment has been made. Wow. She started her sentence with a capital and ended it with a full stop. Confirmation sent to your registered PayPal email. I grin at my phone. Lily you fool. Lily you absolute fool. You haven't given me any money. Why am I even talking to you? A part of me wants to believe Lily. I log into my PayPal. It wants to send me a fucking verification text. Every single time I try and log in, it wants to send me a verification text. I let it send me the text that it wants to send. Finally, I'm in. Nothing special has happened in my account. I suddenly realize how stupid it is to engage with a scammer while you know that they are a scammer. I remember that the email from Sophie Edwards is waiting for me. I open it. My god, it's a long email. I take a deep, collected, diaphragmatic breath and begin reading. Hello again. I am glad to inform you that I have made the payment as discussed! PayPal said that they have sent you a confirmation email, so kindly check the inbox of your registered PayPal email. I had a little problem with the agent. They said they can only schedule the pickup time and date after they receive the pickup fee in their head office via bank payment. But due to me being housebound due to my throat cancer surgery, I am unable to get to a bank to make the payment. I added the £205 they charged for the pickup and the £10 for the bank charges. You will receive a total of £715 in your account after you have made a payment of £205 and get back with the transfer details as instructed on the confirmation payment. I stare at my screen. What is she talking about? I return to Lily's email. Or, should I say, Sophie's email. Here is the details needed for the transfer below. Sort code. Account number. Account holder name. Moyosola. Adeleke. Country. Country. United Kingdom. Note, your payment reference code should be. brackets. B U S I N E S S S S. 9800. Details confirmed! Please let me know once you've sent the money through so I can make the necessary arrangements. I smile at my phone. Thank you, Lily. Or should I call you Sophie Edwards? Or should I call you Moyosola Adeleke? I have a moment of clarity. I remember that TED talk where the guy spoke with his scammer for a very long time via email. I think about whether I should do the same. I begin typing a reply to Lily Sophie Moyosola Adeleke. Then I decide against it. I have probably wasted too much time already. Why am I even talking to someone who I know is a scammer? I report Lily to Gumtree. Someone called Amy S. from Gumtree Customer Support tells me that it is a result of people like me that the Gumtree community is as it is, and that I should be very proud of my efforts. I refrain from telling Amy that I'm not doing it for Gumtree's sake, but for the sake of a newfound desire to in fact waste Lily Sophie Moya, solas time. I ask Gumtree if there's any way that they can ban the bank account or do anything more serious than just remove her user account from Gumtree. Amy from Gumtree Customer Service says that they can't do anything apart from remove the account, but she reminds me that she is very grateful for my contribution to the wider Gumtree community and that I should be proud of my efforts. I wince again. I realise that I'm with the same bank as Lily Sophie Moyasola. I go on the bank app. I realise that one of the perks of being with one of these new mobile friendly banking apps is that they have great customer service. I am told that there is a 9 minute wait to talk to someone in their live chat. I don't want to wait 9 minutes to talk to a bank. I tell myself it's the only way if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. Less than 9 minutes pass and I receive a message from a customer service man named Ash. Hello Alexander. I see that you have already filled out a form saying that you would like to report a fraudulent account. What do you mean? I smile at the screen. I begin typing. My smile widens. Hello, Ash. Here's what happened. I want to sell my bike, right? I really, really want to sell it. Anyway, someone called Lily contacted me on Gumtree. We chatted for a bit and then she asked for my number. Anyway, I gave her my number and then she wanted to pay me a lot of money. I knew she wouldn't. Then she wanted me to pay some of the money back. She told me to send her £205. I didn't do that. Oh! And then the account that you wanted me to transfer to, I noticed that uh, it was a Monzo account. And I could tell that because the sort code was the same as the one that I have. Seen. Ash has seen my message. One minute goes by. Five minutes go by. Ten minutes go by. Twelve. Fourteen. I have been staring at the fucking inbuilt message feature of a banking app for 14 minutes. And Ash... The customer service man hasn't fucking replied. Can't you see, Ash? I'm one of the good guys. Ash replies, and my heartache disappears so quickly that I nearly yelp. Hello, Alexander. Oh no, that's no good, exclamation mark. Can you please send me a screenshot? I reply in seconds. Ash has the screenshot. He tells me that he is concerned. He tells me that he will pass this matter onto a specialist. I like the word specialist. He thanks me for being tough on crime. I tell him that it's not a problem. I ask whether he can give me updates about Lily-Sophie Moyasola's prosecution. He says no. He says that it's confidential. I'm still smiling, but I put my phone down on the table. The bald man materializes in front of me. He asks, Hey! Are you done with your tea? I look at the table. There are four impossibly empty teacups half a meter away from me that haven't moved for over two hours. I look at the bald man, I notice the contours in his beard and I feel a warmth in my stomach. I imagine that he is probably a friendly person, a very friendly person. I tell him that I've been flirting with a scammer for maybe three hours now. He looks at me with his mouth slightly open but says nothing. He then asks me to explain what I mean. I tell him everything. He then tells me that I probably don't know what flirting means. My smile recedes. Well, what did you think? Maybe you hated it. Maybe you liked it. Maybe um, this kind of storytelling thing works. If it does, as I've said a hundred times, let me know. You can get in contact with me via Instagram on my page, Alex Listens, Or you can send me an email, AlexListens at gmail.com. And yeah, um, thanks for listening, as always. Uh, I look forward to, to getting in touch with some of you. So, until next time.